0: Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke.
1: I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor.
0: And Bug the Cat is here scratching the living shit out of my chair.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: I don't like when he digs his claws into certain furniture. Um, but we're not here to talk about him as much as I'd love to. He's literally just climbing into my fucking lap right yeah, now. Yeah, he it's wants like, to talk
1: mm-hmm. about this movie. He, he wants to go, turtle, turtle.
0: You're ruining the podcast, Bug. Single pod. Single <laughs> um,
1: no one can hear him.
0: Welcome to bad... No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, we're here to talk about the Master of Disguise, the the, the one percenter on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it, it, it's because uh, one of my friends on Facebook from my hometown, Trey Dennis, Trey the Snake Dennis, um, shared this uh, meme on Facebook that was like, uh, the Master of Disguise has a one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but... The turtle scene club, the turtle scene club, or or the turtle club scene, or am I not turtlely enough for the turtle club? Cracks me up every time, and I'm like, whoa. A yes, good call. And B, a one percent for a movie that 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 smells like a happy childhood to me, is that warranted? Uh, short answer: If you want to tune out now, it's warranted. Mm-hmm. But if you want to listen to why from your three favorite fucking film critics, uh, <laughs> we, I'm sure we've all got loads to say. Who wants to weigh in? Katie, is this movie from your childhood? Did you watch it? Or is this the first time?
2: This was, I'm a first timer.
0: Oh my my God. I missed
2: this one completely. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. I feel like this was really, like, I mean, in terms of my middle school experience, like, very part of the fabric, like, woven into the fabric of, like, middle school, uh, like, movie lore.
1: Have you ever seen the turtle scene or someone do an interpretation? You've heard somebody
0: say turtle.
1: Right? Katie. I have did.
0: You? Okay. Okay. My,
1: I, I had a, a roommate in college
2: who was really into that particular <sighs> scene and it so she funny. had this very cute giggle. And like something about that scene r- would reduce <laughs> her to that giggle like every time without fail. And I so. remember watching the scene being like, I don't get it. Maybe it makes sense in context.
1: Oh no. No, no, no. No. No, no it no, sure no.
0: doesn't. Um
1: but have you had before that did anyone ever go this is what you're doing and this is what I need you to do that, I also like, feel like that, that was, was a
0: big one in, in well, my yeah,
1: world. I remember that one for sure okay. sassy like kids I just remember thinking that was so clever to be like this is what you're doing and this is what I want you to do and I remember the mm-hmm. turtle thing but I, I like remembered it so differently my dad did that one
0: that this is what I'm doing I think this movie didn't know if it wanted to be for us or our dads and so we got this
1: yeah it didn't mm-hmm. know uh Okay, so Katie, your first thoughts yeah. into the movie, never seen it before. Were... I, I'm
0: so intrigued as somebody who, Katie, you have a master's in, you are a master's in screenwriting, not a master of disguise. <laughs> like you, you've written some of the best stuff I've ever read. And you're, oh, you're, thank a, you. you're a, you're a first timer on masters of disguise. What goes through your adult mind? Your adult, My adult mind, fucking connoisseur of film mind.
2: Uh, A couple of things. Again, I think that you hit the nail on the head with a tonality problem. Like, I'm not sure if this is for adults or if this is for children. Um, That goes through my head. I don't think anybody that was supposed to be Italian-American is played by an Italian-American. No. Dana Carvey is supposed to be a 23-year-old Italian-American waiter, and he's 47. I didn't know if he was supposed to be, 16. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just like, whoa. He,
2: He was 47 at the time of filming. And, uh, I- another thing I don't understand is that his father, Fabrizio, who is a master of disguise, and his grandfather both show this ability to just become the people that they're disguised as, but Dana Carvey is always Dana Carvey. He never gets to a point where he totally becomes a person. And I- I'm not sure, like, that kind of bugs me, and I know it's because we're supposed to, as the audience, recognize just the talent of Dana Carvey, It wouldn't make sense if he was another person, but it also kind of distracts from the internal logic of the film. The the film also doesn't know if it wants to be a spy movie or about magic. And it it kind of goes back and forth in that way. Like there's a type of disguise energy that
0: Energico.
2: Energico, thank you. Energico. Which can traps a master of disguise into thinking that they're the person that they're disguised as. Why? Yeah, there's um, a whole light like, side,
0: dark side, exactly like Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I feel like that could have been set up a little bit better. And as always, the romance is just kind of there, I guess. And a um, tiny, tiny I, I don't. There's a lot of incest jokes in this kids film. If it is a kids film, kind
0: of. Um, yeah, he wants to bang his and mom brown a face. Bit. Yeah, yeah. The brown face is is. Uh, the worst part. I mean it's unforgivable. It's what like you know I'm watching this movie and I'm usually watching these movies with an angle ready to argue in favor and it's not even like deep into the movie it's early into the movie where mm-hmm. like this is the test of how he's he's finally mastered his energico and instead of being that person he's literally in full on brown face makeup because Taylor pointed out it's not as troubling when when uh when Fabrizio Disguise is michael johnson uh because it's michael johnson you know what i mean like he's a black man but it's the it's really the the olympic uh runner uh like playing it so it's like oh my god he's a master of disguise when 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 we got my man dressed up in a turban and being a snake charmer uh and Mm -hmm. this is like i mean it's bad it's like it's unforgivably bad uh mm-hmm. like I mean blew me out of the water and I said it in the group chat when we were watching it's like you know 10 year old me did not remember the brown facing I had I bumped into this the other day um Will when I was like Will Farrell in the first Austin Powers is full-on in brown face playing Mustafa and I did not realize that like yeah I didn't I, either I, oh my god like I'm me and me and Jake S. Weissman were, were swapping Austin Powers quotes and I like googled it, Cause I was like, Oh, I'm having a good time. And then I was like, Oh my God. And they've got him like in Brown face with like the dark makeup under his eyes, the same as like pistachio. And like, he's wearing like a fez. And I'm like, so that's 98. This is Oh two. And, and, and nobody bumped into this as being a problem. Like, like they're like, well we can't blackface. Like, is that the argument that maybe happens at a studio? Like what? It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I mean, unacceptable, unforgivable, but just weird, a weird choice and the movie doesn't know like if you wanted to be a movie highlighting Dana Carvey's inarguable, you know, incomparable uh like knack for impur- uh, impressions that's a that's a movie but you're right it's like I, go ahead
1: I actually think that's what they wanted to do. I think totally that was, like, and it works
0: like, in a room. Like I get that. Well
1: the the way they probably pitched this was like okay, we love uh SNL we love SNL we want him to do as many different of his characters as he can without making the movie weird that he'd be doing it you know what he could be a master of disguise and it's like all of that is honestly pretty would have been okay if you could like just stick to the like him being uh an old lady him but then like this is also the same time that we get white chicks. So let's like not forget mm-hmm. that. This is just like a theme of the early I think
0: white chicks is an acceptable flip because I do. I do. I, I maybe I'm wrong on this one. Maybe maybe that's me being like totally one-sided. But I, I do. People have a problem with white chicks. That's I, I certainly
1: don't. I say, that's revelatory I don't to me. I don't that one. Yeah. I guess I just am um, like, this is a time. This is a time when everybody is very much into, like, uh, characters or characters of people. I guess they should be mm-hmm. if, if like I'm people
0: being... in prosthetics Yes. characters of characters Robin I Williams. guess those all did come around. Like
1: yeah. that like Mrs. Doubtfire. We have all these things where like voices are very in and like Well, you take a character
0: actor like Dana Carvey and he's a great at it. I mean like and when he carries a movie in one character, it's great. He's hilarious as Garth in Wayne's World. He's uh, he's shoulder to shoulder with Mike Myers. He's hilarious in a, in a dose where he's playing church lady on SNL. The Turtle Club scene for my money is still Top fucking tier comedy, and and if that's like you know if you want to throw away the whole movie and just keep the turtle se- turtle club scene as a sketch that's just outstanding, yeah that works that shit's funny and weird and doesn't make any sense but also is hilarious as hell, um because you know you're not blending in you're not a master of disguise because you dressed up like a turtle you're hilarious and you've got a funny looking lip, but <laughs> like and you're do and you're doing what I guess a human turtle would sound like, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like it, it makes sense in a pitch where we're like Dana's going to do what he does. Bunch of bunch of characters, bunch of little sketches all all strung together. We've done SNL movies before, right? But maybe the problem mm-hmm. is if it's not at the Roxbury for 90 minutes, at least it's just them whereas this is like 70 minutes of a lot of weird bullshit. <laughs>
1: And, like, I think the unforgivable thing that, like, for critics who are actual critics and not just people making a podcast, if you put a fart joke in a movie, I feel like that's a guarantee that your critics are going to get annoyed. They're going to think it's stupid humor, and they laid into the fart joke so hard, and it doesn't really pay off. Those are
0: award-winning farts.
1: I love fart jokes. (laughs) I love fart jokes. I would go to Bat. Bat for fart jokes, Mm -hmm. but these fart jokes don't hit it because there's no like they keep Mm -hmm. building it up.
0: Devlin Bowman laughing into a fart. I like that runner. I'm into it. And I'm not normally one for fart jokes, but it just cracks me up every time. You know what I mean? The awkward just like they hold it. They know what they're doing. They're comedians. Yeah.
1: I, I think you're wrong. Ah. I, think that, I think that you are so off about fart jokes that don't you don't know, even know like a good him, fart. I don't normally like them, but I like that one. You see, but I don't think you know what a good fart joke is. They won is. a Kid's
0: Choice Award.
1: Yeah, because it was for kids for some reason, but they didn't get they didn't give a highbrow fart joke. What if
0: harm were to come to you? <laughs> terrible, terrible turtle harm.
1: That's you right now. Would
0: that there change you. your mind?
2: So the fart has to be the fart at the end, right? That won the award? Like that when.
0: The long Spiner,
2: one. Spiner, Data from Star Trek, dies in the pool from yeah. being headbutted by Dana Carvey dressed up as George W. Bush.
0: They're like, is he dead? And he
2: does a big fart. <laughs> is he dead or does he just do a big fart? We don't see him get arrested. I think the movie just ends.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the fart indicated that he was alive, but like they didn't get him out of the water. He's he, pr- unconscious. He all,
1: also be releasing his last bit of oxygen.
0: They're just letting him drown? That's mm-hmm. pretty fucking crimson. That's as
1: crimson as the end of the
0: latest Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode. Lucas. It's so fucked up.
1: Uh, uh, I guess we know what your extra credits are going to be. <laughs> um, but Along just... with the other accolades of this movie,
2: I, I wrote them down. So this movie was nominated for a Razzie. Bo Derek was nominated for a Razzie for her cameo at the beginning, which I thought was amazingly unfair because I think Bo Derek understood the assignment, which is... Just run at Bebo Derek. She did the exact. Scene. She did. I
0: love the homage. Good for her.
2: Yeah. So I think that was unwarranted. She ended up losing to Madonna from like "Die Another Day." <laughs> um, Good. Good. And the other thing was the stinker's bad movie nominations. This was nominated for worst picture, worst actor, and worst movie fake accent. Oh. Um, it did not go away with any of those, but I do think it tied with Kung Pow Enter the Fist for another category.
1: So that's we, what we're working with. What could have won worst accent over this movie? Because it's like this was just completely stereotypical. Like you here's... haven't seen
0: sex times at Pistachio High.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like I this movie to me is a guy who never grew up uh, with mm-hmm. his childhood sense of humor getting to make a movie and just like being unaware of anything else in this world
0: but still introducing the female love interest in a skimpy uh fucking like uh tube top and then or whatever the hell oh, and this then is, and then I like say... forcing her to like like charm Devlin Bowman it's so weird like that mm. poor that poor <laughs> that poor girl
1: and when i say uh little kid i mean a teen like i mean eighth grader like it's... i mean an eighth yeah. grader getting to make a movie an eighth grade boy who would have been a part of Project X? Who who was the funny one? A lot of bad Getting trips. to make a movie. Yeah, I mean, like that's what it is. It's like watching a, a little turd burglar getting <laughs> to make a movie. Who grew up loving fart jokes and just discovered that women have boobs and butts. Uh, boobs and butts. Well, man. like, so so,
2: I I do think it's fascinating that this movie happened, and I oh. wanted to know more about it, Indeed and it is. I I looked at. The writers, and naturally Dana Carvey is one of them, but the other one is Harris Goldberg, and Harris Goldberg is the co-writer for uh, Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo. Uh, but also, you know what he's the co-writer for?
0: Hit me with hit me with another Phoebe Halloween.
2: It, no, actually, he's the co-writer for I'll Be Home for Christmas.
0: Whoa,
2: which <laughs> blew my mind, Frequent you guys. Flyer
0: on the podcast. Lucky that that's mm-hmm. better than getting a Razzie. <laughs> Happy Madison's a frequent flyer on here, too. I didn't realize this was a Happy Madison mm-hmm. flick. And I got to respect uh, the Sandman for looking out for his SNL, like, alums and friends and stuff. Like, he he continually, provi- like, gives work to, to the, the folks that he came up with and people like this. And so I do appreciate that. I mean, like, you can't sit here and tell me that this isn't a better watch than, like, Zohan and some stuff. Like, it's not like Happy mm-hmm. Madison is, like impenetrable like they have a lot and a lot and a lot of good gems um but they're there to make a goofy ass movie and that's what you got you know that like i i don't know i don't think anybody went in expecting it but that said as the critic and us, like if this plot made more just a touch more sense and if the like logic of it was just like actually like good then Mm -hmm. you get uh, a better result but it doesn't matter because that's not the point they're there to have a fuck on time I just wish I could get two million dollars or whatever the hell they got for this 16 million yeah it was something crazy million. I think it was like 16 million and then they have made 40 or 60 back or something 16 million mm-hmm. for this movie in context it's like that's that's insane like movies we love around that time Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that's a 20 do- that's that's one one 20 million dollar budget Master of Disguise got 16 for a 70 minute flick which leads me to somewhere else the word on the street is that there is a lot of this movie cut away because there's no way no studio sets out to make a 70 minute feature. And I guess like somebody pointed out when I was reading that, like um, there's a lot of weird disparate cuts that just go to random ass scenes and stuff. So I need to see the Snyder cut of master of disguise before I can, (laughs) before I can really make my, my form my true opinion.
2: Well, okay. So I do know that, I guess on the DVD commentary, they mention that the grandfather, they got studio notes back and they're like, get rid of the grandfather. You need to write what? him out of the movie. No. And that's why that's why he disappears where Dana Carvey <sighs> and Jennifer Esposito just go off by themselves for a while. And then the grandpa comes back at the end. How strange. I guess that was just for studio notes and like they couldn't figure out how to do that in a non-awkward way.
0: Hmm. Like, oh okay so
1: then they did a very very obvious book that said your grandfather cannot help you in any way also like what With no help i from mean
0: the grand now,
1: no now that i know that thing about the
2: note that makes me less mad at that joke because it's like all right <laughs> stupid note stupid
1: fix
0: yep i like it I, so so is it so it's offensive and we can't do pistachio's accent educate me
1: I just don't th- I don't know, I just have uh'
0: it's a f- he's hilarious kind of... no he's not he's not this movie sucks I told Taylor before we went in. I told Taylor before we went in. I'm like, you need to hold me to these points because I convince myself sometimes when we're on the show, and this movie's not good, and I'm sorry, but it's not
1: here's <laughs> like, the thing. I can't keep
0: trying to silver lining things
1: It's hard because bad movie brunch is based on the idea that we're wanna- we we want to go to bat for these movies. <laughs> And even Mm -hmm. part of me would like to go to bat for this movie. And for some reason, when I think Mm -hmm. of this... Stop! When I think of this movie, compared to Kissing Booth 2, this movie Mm -hmm. makes me less angry. Um, But uh, there are things that are way more unforgivable in this movie than there are in Kissing Booth 2. But I think if they would have just gotten an adult on this film, because I'm Mm -hmm. just going to say, it felt like there were no adults with grown humor To be like, hey, man, I think that is really funny. We're all having a good time. If you're still 13 years old and you're still a 13-year-old boy. But, like, that's not this movie. And, like... That's not for everyone, but then again, it did make all of that money back. I mean, we
0: liked it, and obviously, like theatrically, it made it made back, and then it also had had to have crushed. I had the DVD, and I know other friends did, and we watched the shit out of it. So they probably made money on physical release too.
1: Well, it's just a it's just a really great reminder that the. Late nineties, early two thousands was a really offensive time. What if
0: Paramount Plus? Mm. What, what if Paramount Plus were to make a Masters of Disguise 2? No, what if harm were to come to you? Even
1: if you did terrible, the
0: terrible, terrible turtle harm. Even
1: if you did it, the very traditional, we're going to make it so that it, the, his his daughter wants to become a master of disguise and this oh, is gonna be the yeah. first time that it's going to be a girl as a master of disguise. going to be a master
0: of disguise.
1: This is just going to be me yelling trying to yell over Luke trying to add in 18 <laughs> different references this whole episode and I'd like to apologize I'm to sorry. everyone I'm who's sorry. listening. Yeah, You're I'm still doing it.
0: Sorry. We're sharing a mic.
1: Shush. Just let me finish the sentence. Um, I just think that it's like I wouldn't even want to see that. Like Mm. it would, but I feel like they'd try to reboot it because Hollywood is not for a safe space. It's for remaking all of these movies that they made a bunch of movie money off of and trying to do it again. But I Mm. just want to say to the world, I don't want to see it. I want a different movie where you have a different female lead, and we don't need Master of Disguise too. Maybe, maybe a Turtle Club, but that's just the Ninja Turtles, and we can get that instead. And maybe that's what he should have done.
0: I think we should like bury this movie into the ground like the ET Atari game and then keep, <laughs> but, but but just keep the the Turtle Cub sketch. like I said, and then eventually as history progresses, nobody knows the flick happened. they just know it as a sketch. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the turtle club sketch lives on because it's too good not to. It's too good not to.
1: That He's babe- being hilarious. That is, that I, is good. Man, point. I do
2: not get that sketch, but I'm glad you guys do. I know that it brought a lot of people <laughs> a lot of joy, he's, but he's I just really do excited. not get He's it.
0: dreamed of, He's dreamed of coming here since he was a little boy.
2: Turtle!
1: <laughs> he's just going just, up to everybody's face, don't turtle. Don't yeah, Katie, Not turtle. Katie, aren't you getting it more when Luke is doing it and you turtle, can't see it? Turtle! Not turtle! <laughs> Babe, you're doing it again. Turtle. I'm talking and you're doing it again
0: it's very dumb i'm sorry it is
2: I, I do think that in, in terms of like movies that we've watched on the show thus far i think that this one is i would rank it above 40 days and 40 nights but maybe below joanna man
0: yeah wait you like it less than joanna man
2: uh, ah yeah. okay wow. maybe like
0: no no i'm just like holy shit that i didn't i underestimated this
2: yeah, yeah. I, don't like it either. I, I it's had a, bad a really movie. bad time.
0: Yeah, it's awful. Um, At least it's only 70 minutes, mercifully.
2: Well, yeah, and, and it was interesting to like figure out like how did this happen, and finding out that Harris Goldberg was the co-writer of All Be Home for Christmas brought me a lot of joy. Um, and also, I, I had been curious about this movie for years because I did know that some people really liked it, but we just never saw it. Um, and you were you were a house
0: of intellectuals.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. Not that, but it, it, sometimes we, you just miss things. That's true, I sure did. We watched so many movies, but not this one for some reason.
1: I feel like, um, I think that that's like the overhype game too, when someone, you know that the rest of the world has like some like sort of infatuation with something and this is one of them. Like, I feel like it, you were bound to watch this last night and be like, what? How did we mm-hmm. get here? Because there's so many things that just, like, nothing hits the mark. Nothing. I See, that I think, like, even our discussion on the fart joke, the fact that we'd even have to question the, the finish of a fart joke is, is the epitome <laughs> of this movie. Look at how you're going to we... battle Royale after this, everyone. I want you to know if you don't hear from either of us next week don't be concerned
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just
1: kidding uh, but it's like nothing nothing gets finished nothing is done now that you said the thing about all the cuts i'm like oh that's why they kept doing that like weird thing where the like animation went across the screen and it was like a swipe which is very mm-hmm. improv like oh we got to finish the scene whoosh next one. I, it's
0: it's all real, very revelatory to me. I never there's a lot of lots of things I never thought about. And lots of things I continue not to think about. So it's like it's like, "Oh, what a weirdly structured film." Well, I, I have friends that despise it. Like it's funny cuz I talk about people being into it, but my buddy T who doesn't have like hard like he's not you know he's not i he doesn't have that many hard and fast opinions about movies is like i fucking despise master disguise i think he just said it unprompted one day like out of nowhere <laughs> like i was just like oh my god what a strange opinion to come out of the gate with he's like yeah it's plus it's only 70 minutes it's not even a movie like did a lot of criticisms he really despised it so i can't wait for him to listen to this
1: i love that a minute time is a, a decider of a movie and 70 minutes seems so long to me now that i'm like
0: is 70 minutes even technically a feature I don't even know if you can submit yeah, a seventy-minute yeah. oh. film, can you? I, I
2: think a seventy-minute is the minimum.
0: Copy.
1: Mm-hmm. And they gave I'm us pretty the sure. Minimum. <laughs> nice.
2: <yeah. laughs>
1: they gave us the minimum Zim. in so many ways. Low also, bar. Low bar. Humor. Really quick. Go ahead, Katie. We
2: didn't go over the plot. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel please. like that's worth. I guess I feel important. like that's worth covering. So Fabrizio, uh, Disguise. So it's. <laughs> He decides that he's a master of disguise, and he basically uses his skills to protect the world, question mark, and he decides that this path is too dangerous for his son. So instead of teaching him how to be a master of disguise in Palermo, Italy, he moves his family to to the U.S., and opens up an Italian restaurant, and his son, Pistachio, played by Dana Carvey, has always felt this deep desire to become a master of disguise, or at least to do impressions. We're
1: loving it, we're and... cracking up. It's Katie's, it's
2: Katie's version, though I'm laughing at. Continue, sorry. And um, eventually, uh, his father is kidnapped. His father and mother are kidnapped. And Pistachio's grandfather arrives in an homage to The Exorcist and basically reveals to him this long-standing family history and teaches him to be a master of disguise. And uh, they're going to teach him, the grandfather is going to teach him these skills so that he can save his father and mother from Brett Spiner, who is this, who plays this villain who punctuates each laugh that he has, each evil laugh he has with a fart. And basically, Brett Spiner kidnapped Pistachio's father because he wants to kidnap these, or he wants to steal these artifacts, uh, like the U.S. Constitution and things like that, so he can sell them on the internet black market. And uh, Fabrizio, or sorry, um, Pistachio is not, he, he's really rough around the edges when it comes to his disguises, but eventually he taps into. What was it again? Energico. His
0: Energico.
2: His Energico to become a true, to become the person that he's portraying, and he gets better at it, and he ends up getting a love interest slash uh, assistant who's more competent than he is, and in the end they end up saving his father from Brett Spiner, but not before his father thinks that he's the bad guy for a moment because he's crossed over into the bad side of Energico. But and everything ends up being fine, and at the end, Pistachio disguises himself as George W. Bush, and headbutts Brett Spiner into a pool, and Brett Spiner does the biggest fart of all, and the movie ends.
0: Devlin, it's Bowman. like there's no
1: way that did that's I miss not, anything? No, you didn't. That that's not death. You know what I mean? There's no way you can't convince Somewhere me. Somewhere
0: along the line, Pistachio uh, does a Pacino and Scarface. Oh yeah, uh, he does the Turtle uh, Club scene, of course. He does uh, the infamous Turtle Club. He does scene. the captain from from Jaws. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, He's you manu- want to see my arm, Chief? That's my arm right there. It's still a Scarface arm. He didn't tap in enough to his enerjico. His
1: arm, mm-hmm. are he was manure.
0: Yeah, he was a total cow pie. He was the cherry pie man.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which I
0: thought was a pretty delicious looking one myself.
1: Ew,
2: he so didn't gross. track anywhere though. That's what I found really funny about it, because he the... he gets out of the giant pie and then he walks away and there's no footprints. Oh
0: my god, you are ruining this so great movie. No.
1: <laughs> and yet he also can like spit out five hundred cherries. Like, to... like
0: doming people with like bullets <laughs> to the head.
1: I just imagine like what Katie I just... think
0: it's time to go in my shell now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried to start another sentence. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but I just think that I can imagine someone writing down the plot with, like, crayons. Like, I imagine when they're making this, like, someone was like, this is very funny. I'm imagining Luke writing this plot with crayons, thinking it's hilarious. Me
0: writing the gammy num num scene.
1: Gammy. <laughs> gammy num nums.
0: You're a very tall drink of water.
1: It's like, and there's the other thing that I totally missed. Like, why does his assistant have to be, um, like, the one that has to, like, stay with him and seduce him? Why if he's such a good master of disguise.
0: Yes, let's go down that road.
1: He should have been, and, like, uh, also. Because
2: the book said so, I guess. The the book, the, the very plot. A uh, convenient book that they have. Yeah,
1: one that one book. annoyed me. That, <laughs> that one really got me, and I was like, "What?" And then two, why why is everyone so willing? I love that it's like the other part is Jessica Simpson's appearance.
0: Jessica Simpson
1: is they're willing to give her the, what the Space Odyssey, um, be, just because.
0: Wait, what did they give her? The spaceship. Did they give her like the the like. Like, Apollo 11 or whatever? Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: that, that's really funny. Like, it, it's not even that they're doing anything clever with the disguises at all. No! The disguises are either Dana Carvey's random, random-ass random characters, or it's Josh Brolin being celebrity <laughs> cameos and just going up to people as celebrities and being like, can I have this? And, the and people like, working yeah. there are like, yeah, because you're a celebrity.
0: And isn't the grandpa the cuteness? Isn't the grandpa the dog the whole time? Am I wrong on that?
1: Is he? I thought oh, so. Oh, I didn't understand that. I did not understand that either. I could have
0: imagined that plot point, but Maybe I thought that on a was the deal. Level. I just, you know, when you understand a movie so so viscerally. Um <laughs> No, but uh, uh the other uh, So here's what's up. I'll fight for the Turtle Club.
1: Yeah, you already mm-hmm. did.
0: I'll fight for 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 Gammy num num saying touching me, moving me back, touching me. <laughs> um and i will uh i'll fight for the dog being named the cuteness because that's very funny everything else mm-hmm. fuck it to death it's gone now like you know but
1: and also i, I won't I just argue with say the sentence, i won't argue with the one percent the sentence I, of fuck it to death jeez
0: that's, sorry that's that's like I, that's 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 me being over the top
1: yeah
0: i don't really want to fuck it to death. <laughs>
1: You watch the movie too much. The internet,
0: like, fucks this movie to death.
1: Stop saying that sentence. It's it. true.
2: And and I don't even, like, I, I don't have, like, a fiery hatred for this movie or anything. Like, I don't feel as, like, intense dislike that I did, that like, like, I did for 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yeah. It's just, it's just bad. And it's just like, all right, they tried to do something weird and different and it absolutely did not land for me but I don't wish this movie any ill aside yeah. from of course the racism.
0: That's the thing it's like it's it's a terrible movie and uh, I won't recommend it solely because like there's no going back on the brown face. I mean you can't really fight for a movie that's got that. So mm-hmm. I won't but like I said there's a couple of characters and sketches that um it's I I do enjoy just because Dana Carvey is good at that. The movie itself though, ugh.
1: I think it's a great reminder why SNL exists and why um are short skits and they don't keep their characters moving along. And even and it's when it's not a movie.
0: And even when sketchy movies happen, like a lot of like the Will Ferrell movies from the early odds and stuff are sketch movies, but they're still the same characters the whole time. And mm. and I think there's something about that that helps a plot move along. Yeah. But like, I understand how this movie sells. Like, I get how the pitch goes in the room. Like, it makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. But they made the grave mistake of being like, so one person is really going to be the person. The, and Terrible then error. the other person is, gonna not, is just going to be himself dressed up.
0: Glaring air. But he is only a level one apprentice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's 700 levels.
1: <laughs> You've watched this movie a lot. I grew
0: up on this movie. And again, fuck it. Bad movie. But <laughs> I, I do remember it pretty well. Uh, Aside from the the snake charming, did not recall that. Yeah. Really put off by that. It's hard to hard to hard to divorce the movie from that.
1: I'm disappointed in the fart jokes, <laughs> but I want to let everyone. I like fart jokes. She does a good one. A good one. They make What's me. What's a good one? I also felt like his farts weren't funny. Is that weird <laughs> to say? Like they're I little, felt like <laughs> the noise farts were not funny. They're
0: little tiny ones.
1: I feel like I've sat and. I sat with one of my friends when I was in seventh grade and made fart fart noises till four a.m. laughing my butt off.
0: What's, what's a good fart? You're, you're you're dodging the question. You obviously I have a high standard is, for for, but, for farts in a film. But
1: laughing and then it's like it sounds like a fake fart. You couldn't give me a real fart noise. I'd like to sound talk to the sound engineer on this one.
0: It kind of reminds me of the. It kind of reminds me of the Tex Richmond on on the Muppets, where it, he's always like maniacal laugh, like he doesn't actually do his laugh. You know what I mean? Yes. like that's kind of mm-hmm. what it reminds me of.
1: And that would have been that is way funnier. It is. Uh-huh. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. No, like b-
0: no brown facing in the Muppets.
1: Nope.
0: Disney takes good care of you. Don't don't uh, dig don't don't dig too deep into that.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I bet I can find some things very quickly on Disney's.
0: Don't dig too deep into it. Uh, do we have, do we have any extra credits? Are we done talking about Master Disguise?
1: I think so. I think we're yeah. I think we're done. So, Unless you want to talk about it more. No, not
0: really. So uh, for me, this will be all over the news, but this will this won't come out till uh, a week later. So we'll be on the new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But shit's fucked up. Katie, are you watching this at all?
2: No, I'm taking a break from Star yeah. Wars and Marvel for a year. Remember, she told you that. Well, I
0: completely forgot that. um good call because it's not like it's not top tier it's kind of just like you watch it because it's new uh i'm Mm -hmm. not mad impressed but i am now kind of because they finally like twisted something and i'm like oh this is wild uh can i just tell you do you care
2: no yeah go for it so
0: wyatt russell is is the new captain america and he's not a super Mm -hmm. soldier but he's just oh my god he sucks everybody hates him um, myself included, which means he's doing a good job as an actor. Marvel you're, you're supposed is to making him. you hate him. He's John Walker. He's he's uh, I think U.S. agent from the comics, but he's the new Captain America. He's wielding the shield, uh, even though Sam was given the shield at the end of Endgame. He gave it up and gave it to the Smithsonian, and, the, and then the government's like, "Nope, we need a new Captain America," um, and so that's who this guy is. Things got wild. There's like super soldiers popping off, like all, like in this like crazy like terrorist group, um, and. Uh, you know it's, it's it's all a little murky but the point is this new captain america just snapped and like his his partner who's like what do they call him now like star uh, i don't even know i don't even know uh but he gets killed by one of these super soldiers and so this new cap fucking like busts out of a window and, ch- and chases him down and everybody's got their phones out recording and he's like in the middle of this like town square and he just like starts just smashing the living fuck out of the dude and then just like kills him like smashing his fucking like head with like the, the shield and there's like blood all over the fucking shield. Oh, and like wow. that's and that's how the episode ends. And I am like gobsmacked because you have Daredevil, which is technically mm-hmm. but from Disney Marvel. It was on Netflix and and you know, Wilson Fisk takes off a guy's head in the with a car door very early on in the show. You know what you're dealing with. It's fucked up. But you do not expect this from Kevin Feige the fucking House of Mouse Disney Plus series. So I was like mm-hmm. Jarred man. Just jarred. Jardinera peppers like like it's it i'm i don't even know what to do with it my stomach hurts i don't like blood anyways so i have no clue where the show goes from here it's like i'm like wandavision i get it but you're not really leaning into anything hard enough and then it was me being like a sour grapes i actually like wandavision but fucking watching this i'm like i really don't know where they're heading i'm like i get it i get it i get it now this is a paradigm shift we are we are in the world of firsts right now and i i'm like really gut wrench. so i think news is gonna be dominated by it and it'd be it'd be weird for me as this being an autobiography of our lives people for me not to mention it on the show
1: autobiography of our lives bad movie brunch is our autobiography
0: <laughs> i've said it oh. on the show before think about it i mm-hmm.
1: thought you meant i thought you meant the marvel series no I was like, no no i was like i hope not
0: no i didn't I, No, i didn't write those
1: no me either Uh, And uh, to be to clarify, the 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 guy that he kills, there's a real debate right now going on on whether or not these people are bad people. So it's even worse.
0: There's it was a super soldier for sure. Yeah, but But, like, like, but you have a John, you have John Walker who's like an Afghan Afghanistan war vet with like PTSD who has medals of honor because like he lost friends in like battle. It's so fucked up. They're digging into some psyche here, man.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes so uh, but meanwhile
0: Baron Zemo sorry one more thing Baron Zemo's also like back and Daniel Bruhl's like fist pumping in clubs so it's a crazy show I'm done now extra credits <laughs> are done that's all I wanted to talk about
1: am I next I'll go next um, I've been getting my Lauren Graham on literally my inspiration for everything in this world I love her I think she's incredible uh, if I ever met her I would faint um, so we watched The Mighty Ducks the next episode I love it i thought it was good um but i'm re-watching gilmore girls which i'm going to count as my extra credit and i'm finally to the final season when amy sherman paladino and her husband get kicked off um because they were asking for too much money um and so they leave i shouldn't say they get cu- kicked off um and you could just tell um and it just made me also appreciate her um and why you should keep your showrunner on but then i'm like but i guess it works for some people but amy sherman paladino made gilmore girls and uh you can't get rid of the heart and soul of a tv show and those are my extra credits That
0: was so fast that was very concise mighty Ducks game changers is insanely like fucking good it's a warm blanket for 90s nostalgia
1: hey That's pretty good
2: katie I watched Flash Gordon for the first time this week. Dun, dun, Have you guys dun, dun, ever dun. seen that? No. I, I
0: played Edward Forty hands to it once.
2: Oh yeah? Yeah. It was oh, a very... that's a good movie to play Edward yeah. Forty hands to. Tough night. Mm-hmm. It uh it... I I loved it. Oh my god. I thought it was campy and fun and weird and just over the top and just just a good time. Brian Blessed is an Eagle man for no reason. And it's, it's just quality, like, camp. And that's exactly what I wanted and it's exactly what it delivered. Music by Queen had a really good time. The other Ooh. thing that I watched, uh, my post-COVID vaccine shot, I wanted to watch something familiar uh, to yes. drift into nothingness to. And so I popped on um, in and out with Kevin Klein because Erica had never seen it before. And I gotta say... I know that the gay community doesn't look back on that movie very fondly, but I still love it. I think it's an excellent snapshot of where we were in the nineties with queer culture and just that the nineties were kind of coming to terms with the mainstreamification of queerness. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like a, I think it's a fine family friendly film. um, But I do understand the criticism about, this care it could be read that this character finds gets pressured into being gay, um, but if you just look at it the way it was intended, I think that it's it's still a pretty good time. And and I I would go to bat for that film. Katie, what's its rating on Rotten Tomato? That is a good question. I thought about bringing it. I've up, never seen but, it. Um. Let's see. I think it has a pretty good rating actually. I think it's just that it's been looked. Like, in it's retrospect, like a, pretty badly. Yeah, it's
0: like one of those movies that continually will take on different relevancies as we move forward as a society, right?
1: Yeah. Unlike Let's Master see. of Disguise. Correct. <laughs> that, one gets,
0: that one will correctly be left behind, I think.
2: Okay, yeah. So the tomato meter right now is at a 71%, oh. but the oh, audience that's... score is at 52. <gasps> so that's,
1: that's actually... a lot of gays looking back on it being like, Dude. oh, Yeah. That's so interesting. Like, w- that's like looking at this one. It's a one percent. It was a one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was like what, fifty seven percent at least on viewers.
0: Uh, yeah, viewers enjoyed oh, wow. it on Amazon.
1: And it had a four point five star or maybe a three point five star Amazon. on Amazon yeah. Prime.
0: I mean, we paid, we rented it. Like, and I was like, they're still getting whoa. our money.
1: But is that? I just think that's But I also think that if you're a critic. I think it's so much easier to hate comedies than it is to hate dramas. I love that
0: you beat that drum. I agree. But I like that you. that's Mm -hmm. that's really your drum to bang on this show.
1: Well, it's because it's like people are so much – humor is so easy to be like, hey, this is my kind of humor, and I like this, and this is my kind of humor, and I like this, and like, uh – And in drama, I don't really feel like there's always that much color or when people are critiquing it, they're not, they don't have the words to say why they don't like it. So it's harder to criticize. So it's like, um, they're kind of like, oh, I guess it was okay. It just didn't hit the mark. But in comedy, they're like, that, oh, that kind of comedy is terrible. It's so lowbrow. Puns are lowbrow. Like comedy comes and goes and things like that. So slapstick humor we have way more names for for comedy than we do have drama
0: totally mm-hmm. yeah um, do you have anything else anybody
1: um, that's it for my end that's it for my end
0: i got one more i want you guys uh to to go and watch jake s Weisman's new uh show film stuffs live it's the new iteration of his show film stuffs which i really really dug Uh, During the pandemic, it kept me alive, gave me something to look forward to while we were all cooped up in our house. And I think he did a really good job kind of talking about the paradigm shift in the industry and and movie theaters and everything else. And now he's switched it to a Thursday night uh, weekly platform where he where he streams live on YouTube at Jelly Roll Chicago, also on Facebook at the same. Um, But you guys can go check out my video. Um, I talk about Bad Movie Brunch on there. So you can hear me and Katie's voice, uh, and I think it's an episode pre-Taylor being a mainstay. We're so happy to have you. Um, And then I also talk about break. More than anything, I think I talk about Jim Croce. It's weird how we went down that road. Yeah, if you want to Uh, see
1: Luke do an impression of Jim Croce, you can see it already on our Instagram. And it's very good. (laughs) Fabulous.
0: I think you should watch it. Uh, You being the metaphorical you, Katie, I know you're busy. <laughs> uh, but but people who have t- people who have time to listen to bad movie brunch have time to go listen to me talk bullshit on Jake's YouTube. So mm. Jelly Roll Chicago film stuffs live episode one Lucas Guy Taylor. Go check it out. <laughs> Very good. I'm so good at plugging stuff now.
1: You're a little plug. I know. You're a little plug. Plug it in. I have something to in.
2: plug too, actually. Plug it. Yay. Uh, yeah. Let me just pull it up really quick so I make sure that I get it correctly.
0: Plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> let
1: her talk. Plug it in.
2: So, I have a play that is being performed uh, via a Zoom event. What? It is, yeah, I, I didn't know the the date or time, so I was holding off on telling anybody. Tell the but world. it is this Monday, April oh 26th. It's part of a, uh, a lesbian superhero series. It's two days, but the one, my play, is the first one up on, um, on Monday, April 26th. And that's at seven thirty, uh, CST.
0: Is there a website to watch it or a Zoom link? How do we get it?
2: There, yeah. If you, there's an Eventbrite link uh, that you can find. Is there's also a Facebook thing too that I can. Slide your way to Absolutely. maybe put in wanna, the episode description. Yeah, I want to
0: tell the world. So uh, uh, everybody should do this. And we and we have a couple weeks though, so we'll we'll pitch it again. We'll pimp it again. Maybe the top of the episode okay. next week. Awesome. I didn't know that's that's way bigger than mine. So let's let's pitch that uh, the next week too. That's
1: amazing! Congratulations! Katie. Like I said. Oh, thank you. One who's of the best it, writers I know. Who's it through? <laughs> thank you. Who's hosting the event? Who's hosting it? Yeah.
2: Um, that would be. Uh, Violet Surprise, they're a lesbian, uh, theater troupe in Chicago.
0: Yes. Whoa. Oh my god, that's great.
1: That's amazing. So
0: cool. That's so cool.
1: Ah, oh, proud of you, Katie. Thank Everyone you. Everyone should go watch that Monday the 26th. We're gonna watch it now. And
0: we'll talk about it again next week.
1: I mean, yes. But you probably won't get it out before the next, Monday. I think so. That Monday.
0: Right? Because Home on the Range just went out. Oh yeah, this you're ahead of it. This will go out, um, a you week from now. Yes, yeah, right. so we'll do one more. I okay. think. With that being said, I've been Luke.
1: I've been Katie. And I've been Taylor.
0: And you have a good one, folks.